All right, ladies and gentlemen, Giants freaks, uh, the fans with a giant appetite for Flag Glory 2019, which does seem, I'll be brutally honest, a little bit further away today than it did a couple of weeks ago. Funnily enough, the song that we would have heard, which is the Giants, the song the Giants sing when they win, uh, about never surrendering, I'm fairly sure that they did just surrender. Uh, so what it means is the Giants sometimes try not to surrender unless we play the Bulldogs and we give it up because we can't be fucked. Um, we will get to that in a little bit. However, I'm going to introduce two outstanding and brave squinters. Uh, they've come a long way to be here tonight. They're, they're dealing with the, the disappointment and I guess the bottled fury, uh, perhaps not to the same extent as Growler, but Romac, welcome. Thank you, Needles. Uh, congratulations for being here. How are you feeling? Mate, I'm waving that white flag at the moment. I'm <laughs> surrendering. <laughs> and geez, yourself, you've been, it's been a little while since you've been on. You've had things going, things happening. Yeah. Um, sorry that it wasn't a better result for you. You come back, but... Yeah, thanks, Needles. It is good be, to be back on air. Um, I've got the new microphone, which you gifted me in round 15 uh, in action, so... It- Hopefully it's a nice sounding immaculate. Yeah, hopefully it's a nice clear line for our thousand plus downloaders. <laughs> five thousand. Um, five thousand plus. Sorry. Way over five thousand plus. Um, but yeah, um, I do. I feel a bit flat. I feel a little. It's a Sunday night, which probably doesn't help the cause. And then yeah, um, no, that's why we're going to keep it fairly pithy. <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't do an introduction. You may realise if the Giants aren't going to make a fucking effort, I'm not going to make a fucking effort. <laughs> Leon's video of apology to the. Uh, to the supporter base, which I which is fair, a yeah. home game, a home game does. Anyway, we're going to. Well, get I could to almost, that I could almost say needles, quarter. needles. You're a bit, bit likely on mate. You might, not, might not have no, no plan B, mate. It's like you've just got no. Nah, I can't do it, so it's done. Mate, we're here. We're doing it. I've done more losses. I think we've done more losses than we have victories since this <laughs> oh, thing started. Mate, so we're many. On, we're on number eleven or number twelve, one or the other, and um, I think we've only won four. Yeah, fuck. Uh, so I'll blame someone else. Anyway, first quarter issues of the week. So long, Brett Delidio, uh, did his calf again, been not a great soldier for the Giants, but we, all, he, we thought he'd be a total weapon, but obviously he's been, he's been too injured too often, was an outright superstar with his bleached hair when he was playing for Richmond. But what are, what are we thoughts? What are we thoughts? Well, um, yeah, what, well, what, <laughs> what are our thoughts? <laughs> Um, I was going to say, I watched the Fox the Fox footy as about a five-minute retirement speech, and I felt the emotion. He was, um, he's, a, he's a stalwart of the game, and although he probably never really kind of brought that talent necessarily to the field for the Giants, I mean, for the last, when he's been playing this year, he's been a very steady contributor. Um, so I thought it was uh, a lot going on, and he's, I, I liked his comment um, that he hoped to play at a 35, 36, but uh, Needles, as you and I know, oh, from oh. recent football form, um, far it's out. flat out getting flat out getting on the paddock in your your even your your early to mid thirties in lower <laughs> Sydney grade footy, let alone being I'm a, laid up to a superstar at, at the highest level. Yeah, so you could hear the disappointment. I think what you're talking about, Cheese, about how he's not going out at the top of his game. I guess. Mm. Um, but yeah, been an absolute jet for the game. Um, and when he signed with us, geez, that was an exciting time. It was an exciting time. Um, yeah, what's the chat, what does he bring to the Giants in terms of, I can only assume it's a lot, but 
what, what I assume he brings a lot in terms of off-field leadership and you know there was that footage of him last round uh, last year going around of him doing the the rope the rope workout where oh. he's just ripped as ripped as anything so you think he'd bring a big kind of a work ethic and a culture and and kind of a role model to a lot of the young squintlings you'd hope so but it hasn't necessarily been super successful i always think heath shaw by virtue of being able to be on the ground has provided the best leadership despite Chad the occasional rain fades Mm. <laughs> yeah, <Chad Collins. laughs> even, an even more appropriate example um, but of course uh, Lids has he suffered the same um, sort of the same Giants curse as Ryan Griffin you leave a team that's struggling you go to the Giants which everyone thinks has got finals grand finals going up the wazoo and the next year your team that you've just left wins the GF and beats you in a prelim as well beats you, yeah Breaks yeah a busting you think you're moving up to uh, Bondi and you end up in Balmain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but shout out to our brave squinter, Coco, who trolled uh, the Tiger Twitter feed of, all from Dallas um, over Twitter, saying, making sure when the Giants just gave a shout out to Lids going, thanks for the memories. Coco got well up in their faces saying, remember, he was a Giants too. So how about let's make it about, <laughs> let's make it about the player. Yeah. About him. That's big coming from Coco as sanctimonious, well. Sanctimonious perfection. Yeah, and I don't think Coco's uh, Lids' biggest fan. So that was pretty big of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 we put out, we don't surrender, uh, unlike this week. The actual team. I also wanted to farewell. This has got nothing to do with the Giants, but uh, just quickly a, a round of applause to Polly Farmer. I was only aware of Polly Farmer. My dad used to go for Geelong, and he said he used to. Uh, my dad still goes for Geelong. And he said when he went down in the sixties, uh, Polly Farmer was an absolute genius who would have been on the most money of anyone uh, in in this day and age, and of anyone who has changed the game. Apparently, Graham Polly Farmer is the person with his ability to turn use handball as an offensive weapon and his ability to be a mobile ruckman. He was probably the most significant player of the past 50 or 60 years and was apparently a great bloke. I, I was going to read out his stats, but it would have taken too long. But he won sort of seven best and fairests. He won an equal amount of competition best and fairest. He won premierships with three clubs. He coached a couple of premierships. He was he was. Awesome, and you can tell watching the sort of the YouTube bids of his work. No one else is doing what he's doing, and when he gets the ball, he comes off a ruck, gets the ball, handballs out. It is they're cutting teams open every single time. Yeah, so, and an interesting, Farmer. interesting time in AFL where obviously the waffle was an equally kind of great standard, but then exactly it was subjective whether the you know VFL or VAFA was the the top league in the country so to kind of probably climb the the summits of the waffle come over to Geelong play 100 games win a flag in 63 then head back to head back to the waffle and play another i think 170 odd games as well win more flags yep um i interestingly not growing up with Aussie rules i remember reading i was at uh, Triz's house who's featured on the pod and reading one of his books, The Greatest Cats of All Time. And that's when I first um, heard about Polly Farmer or read about Polly Farmer. And the irony wasn't lost on me that 
hearing about it at Trizzle's house, who's never probably handballed in his life about one of <laughs> the greatest <laughs> the greatest handballers to change the uh, the game. <laughs> and um, also Indigenous as well. When I mean, it, it's difficult being Indigenous uh, these days, but back then on the footy field, apparently he never said anything. He'd mm. take the ball off the guy who abused him and then go and kick a goal and just look at him. And that, obviously, like. Sam Newman's had a lot of, uh, in light of the, the final that's quarter. That's interesting, isn't it? And he's had a yeah. lot of coverage this week um, saying how much he kind of idolised Polly Farmer growing up. So um, there's been it's a bit on the... cut. It's difficult to pigeonhole people. Hmm. And he, yeah, I guess yeah. in Sam's defence, he probably showed a more humane side this, this week. Love him or loathe yeah. him? Um, loathe him. But, <laughs> <laughs> but also, I mean, we've lost two other Ruckman to the competition. Uh, Gray, uh, Aaron Sanderlands. The 211 centimetre giant from Fremantle, who uh, he's he's retiring, as is Big Dawes, the yeah. Big Dawes, who has retired and then got called up because Mumford got illness this afternoon, and Dawes is 210 centimetres and a bit of a unit, and he's leaving at the end of this season as well, which means the Giants really need a ruckman. Yeah, well, it was interesting times, I think, for us to to have a couple couple of blokes retire this week. Um, it obviously means it was freeing that hopefully free up a little bit of salary cap and does it bode well for, for Cogs to re-sign? I don't know. We're going to get to that issue okay. in just a little <laughs> bit. Um, yeah, but big doors, yeah. It was nice to see he ran out today with his two kids in his arms, went through there, went through the banner. So um, did anyone cheer him off, but That's all I want to know. <laughs> well, it's not his last... Oh, yeah. Well, no, it won't be his last game necessarily. Yeah. I mean, if Mumford gets injured... Dawes will have to yeah. play a, at least one final. Because well, we could go back to the two, two rucks, two rucks uh, <laughs> against Essendon. Because <laughs> um, did you see Sanderlands? No one cheered him off, but he cheered Ballantyne off. Ah, uh, class. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, good. Yeah. yeah, so that was, quite, that was quite humorous. Ballantyne, he was good, but also annoying, and I've never forgiven him for kicking two balls out of full, out on the full against um, the Hawks in the grand, grand final. Yeah. Yeah, what a dick. In the granny. What was, <laughs> how many games did Big Sandy play? A lot less than he would have in the past. Um, you guys been. just, yeah, you guys just cover while I Google it. If he didn't get turf toe that time, what size boots do you have as well? Whilst you're googling it, eighteen. <laughs> right, Sandy Land retirement. Up. Um, did you actually see that there was Phil Davis actually put out a tweet this week saying, um, "Well done, well done on the career, Phil Davis." Yeah, sorry, G. <laughs> um, put out a tweet saying, "Well done to Sandy and." Farewell, and it was um, a footage of Sandy just running over Phil Davis in his first ever time he played against him. He got killed. Ran over him. Absolutely killed. 271 games. Yeah, 211 centimetres tall, a peak weight of 120 kilos. (laughs) The heaviest and equal tallest player to ever play in the AFL. Yeah, Hmm. Yeah, that's not... How big, how tall is... um, What's our Collingwood friend called? I've had a mind blank. Mason, Mason. Same, yeah. same size, I think. I think he's okay. the other guy, the equal. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't that. be as heavy. Wouldn't be as heavy. No, only a, he's a miserly hundred and ten. Yeah, and easy. won't play two hundred and seventy-one <laughs> games. So the the next point I want just wanted to raise from the week. There's been a fair bit that's going on, uh, but we were. I wanted to see whether or not what you guys thought about Jeremy Cameron's Colburn chances, considering he's injured and missed. He's missing this week. The the question might be a bit moot when uh, Ben Brown goes out and snags 10 last night where, as the North Melbourne kicked the shit out of Port Adelaide. 
I think he's six mm. behind in the Coleman, Jezza. We ha- he has got a possible day out. If it's a hamstring cork, he could be right to go back. If it's a hamstring, hamstring twinge, he's not going to play next week, so the Coleman's gone. But, you, you, I mean, he could kick eight feasibly against the Suns, mind you. I think, is it four behind be or six? The Suns in, the, in the first point. Four. four I think behind. he's four behind Needles. But then you got to say, yeah. Well, then that's... you assume Ben Brown will kick. Let's call it three because I think they've got a game they should win. So then it's whether A can get Melbourne. up and B whether he could kick. Yeah. So I think he should kick at least three in that game. So then it's a does Jezza have seven in in the Gold Coast? And it's I guess that's a maybe. Yeah, it's I a think long it's shot, but it's a maybe. But depending but it, if he's on one, you're pretty stiff. Two rounds to go, like. Since Chris Walsh kicked his 10 at Sydney Uni, I, I can't think of another bag of 10. <laughs> Maybe Rewalt. I was at a game where Rewalt kicked 10 against the Eagles. But tens are, 10 in this day and age is a, is a bag of goals. It's a lot um, of goals. Nathan McKeown, I once not, kicked 9 goals for the record. Yeah. It happens, but it's pretty rare. So to be leading the Coleman by... the easiest nine goals <laughs> I've ever kicked. But, I mean, yeah, they're talking about we're going to be trying to increase the scoring and the guy wins the Coleman with under 60 goals. Yeah. Um, so is the, the Coleman, is, really that the, is that the Brownlow for forwards? Is it that prestigious or is it just a bit of a nice to have? It's got to think a bit of both because forwards, I mean, there's nothing for defence, but fullbacks, forwards are getting nothing. Um, they're never going to win a Brownlow, although... In a Brownlow. And now the, the, the rise of Eddie Betts and Charlie Cameron as small forwards who are capable of being in the top five Coleman mm. medal kickers. Charlie Cameron's a genius. Oh, he's insane. Oh, um, I, I, I guess it is. It's it's the Brown Coleman. The Brown Coleman. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, Coleman. Kangas play, Kangas play, Kangas play next Saturday. <laughs> Kangas play next Saturday at 2.10 and then we play that night. So Jezza will know, He'll know going into the game how many he needs. If he's and playing. It will, it'll make Metricon just buzzing, won't it? And did you see, did anyone watch some of the Hawks game? Obviously, little shout out to Ruffy's retirement as well. But when you when Ruffy. your teammates know that, that when there's an agenda, i.e. getting Ruffy a few goals, they're distinctly looking to square him up. So maybe if the uh, other 21 Giants rally around Jezza, we can get him uh, one out in the square in a game that should be otherwise, hopefully, very Yeah, good. Leon's Cameron's paddock. Yeah. Um, it's actually because there's there's nothing to play for in the game. There's the Giants cannot get to fifth, and they can't be passed by Essendon. I don't think, or maybe they can. Only, only if we lose. And Essendon beat Collingwood. Just thirty thousand yeah. supporters. Okay. Yeah. So so we'll know what happens. That's all that's at stake. But, but they could they could all rally around Jezra and get him the Coleman just by yeah. building him up because percentage won't be an issue. Uh, the result might be, but that means that's the right thing to do. Collingwood. Hopefully, they don't. I would prefer <laughs> to be playing Essendon than the Bulldogs uh, in the first week of the finals. Now, yeah, I agree. I think Essendon only beat the Gold Coast by ten points the other day, didn't they? How much stats? Yes, yeah, at Metricon though. Yeah. So you know, maybe they're a beast at Metricon, but they haven't been a beast at Metricon <laughs> for the past nineteen <laughs> games, but. Uh, so this is this has been a bit of a bubbling theme. We didn't get to talk about it um, while we were at uh, Sparrow and Chinque and I were at the game, but there was there is a rising tide of discontent and general shittiness 
with the Canilio farce saga fucking sick comedy um, I've, I've decided I'm sick of it I've, I've, I've done and there's I mean there's been a lot of abuse that's been directed at Canilio swiftly retracted I guess by most of the squinners with the coda you know if he signs and I still love him um, I, I sort of also reached the conclusion that he can do whatever the fuck he wants but I am pretty bored of the whole thing and yeah, maybe I'm... it is affecting the way they're playing mate it, exactly needles if if he signs everything's forgiven but if he doesn't we're like he's the one that we want to keep the most we, we've dealt with losing everyone in previously and i think we were okay with losing scully and shield and lob and setterfield last year that we as long as we kept kelly and canelio and if we don't if we don't keep him it's the one that's going to hurt the most so i think when it when it hurts it's you know it's a really messy breakup i guess isn't it well yeah I mean, he, he doesn't have to tell anyone and he can do whatever he likes, but fuck me, it's annoying. It's almost like you need a hiatus. Um, and then with the whole... Through, someone... If you haven't signed by round, you know, pick a, pick a round, round 18, everyone stops talking about it until the end of... the until the grand final or your team's out of the running. Because it's now getting to the point where he's... They're now gearing up for finals, so it'll just be selfish or you can't announce it now. So for us even to be talking about it is just, I guess, adding fuel to the fire. Whereas he's yeah. not going to make a decision now, I wouldn't have thought, until the giant season is done and dusted. Well, yeah, or he's probably made a decision. I mean, what more information is he going to get? Carlton are going to finish way out of the pack. The Giants are in the finals with a sniff. Carlton might offer him $1.3 million. Um, Two mil, I reckon. If he, if he make, if, yeah, right. I mean, if he makes an announcement now, he can't play and he's, he's lost the team for the next four or five weeks. Like, that's that's all over, even if they get back for a GF. If he announces after the final game, then he gets to have his cake and eat it too. If he's made a decision, you'd announce it and everyone would be chirpy about it. Like, if he's made a decision to uh, say it, then you'd probably announce it. That's a good point. It. Yeah, yeah, I hear you that. Um, what, if there's, I don't know what... The Giants have made their offer, Carlton have made their offer, and he hasn't chosen the Giants, therefore, mm. he'll announce he's going to Carlton after the end of the season because he can't announce it now. Like Do you reckon he's gone, Needles? Definitely. I don't know and I don't care, but I just that yeah, just seems to be the most call. logical outcome. Like, I do care, but fuck it. Right? Yeah. Whatever. He can do whatever he likes, but if he has decided the Giants, he's announced it. Yeah, yeah, But I'm sick of it, and I'm almost sick of him, and I don't want to be sick of him. That annoys me. And can someone please explain to me, here stuck in Canberra, the nation's capital, what the hell is this Wayne Campbell and Cornelio tate-a-tate punch on? I... What was what's happening? Bub said that Wayne's out. Yeah, well, there was there was a lot of media going around that he was going to he was going to get booted, but then I, I don't think he actually has been, has he? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. Is, is it the end of the season? I, I got the impression from the feed that he was going out. Um, he was leaving this week. He obviously hasn't, and Leon was pretty hard back on him. But is is if Wayne Campbell gets the bullet and Canelio goes, that's a bit disappointing. Do you guys I know it has I hadn't heard of intelligence? I hadn't heard much about Wayne Campbell until the Cogs saga and then I noticed he got a few references in Lids's um farewell notes as one of one of his closest mates at the Giants. So Wayne and Lids played Tigers footy together. Right. 
Got it. <laughs> yeah, Campbell, oh. Campbell was a tiger and then retired and disappeared. I, th- I think a lot of it's coming back to as well is that obviously Leon's getting getting on people's noses and they think and it sounds like Leon and, and Wayne Campbell are pretty tight. So um, yeah, I don't know something needs to change. Um, I mean, what did so Bubs is the thing they've ditched Wayno, apparently causing a divide with the players. Cogs clearly clearly pissed off at him for some reason. Club reacts by pointing a water pistol at him. Well, that's the water pistol emoji, so I'm assuming that's what it means. I think um, it's a gun. And then, <laughs> also, Cole's better, better re-fucking sign if you, if you just got uh, this guy sacked. Uh, so unless Cog signed tonight, I don't, under, I don't imagine that he signed tonight, Chinkway, uh, or we've lost two for no reason. We need yeah, a squinter mate. exclusive on Wayne Campbell, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Giantstown, it's beginning to look a little bit fractured. I'm a bit disappointed. Um and then we got the final, Coco got a the, the Coco got the following <laughs> message from his bro. Apparently, so apparently the Joe Danaher Tom Harley meeting last week was spotted by a giant on a Tinder date. Who was that giant? Do we think and why? That's the question I'd like you guys to answer. Yeah, my thoughts were it could have been bloody any of them because it looks like they've they've got their minds on other things at the moment, doesn't it? So, <laughs> well, oh, I was thinking maybe so good. Maybe, maybe, maybe Tomlinson. You know what I mean? He's obviously he's a good-looking uh, rooster. Dunsey uh, Sparrow, sorry, uh, the squinders formerly known as Dunsey. Um, Tomo's all hitched up with a glamour. He he, he was. Is he still? As Sparrow spent some time trying to find images of her on his phone, letting me know that. Yeah, I know. He was. He used to go. He was going out. I don't know if he still is with like a high jumper, an Australian high jumper. Tim Forsyth. Uh, that's useful. <laughs> Brandon Stark Leg- Legend of the high jumping Brandon role. Stark Because Mitchell Stark's a Giants fan So maybe he's just the, junior, the younger brother My um, thoughts were Maybe Bunty I, former, former Cleo Bachelor I'm suggesting Aiden Core. I think it's a, I, th- I think it's one of the blokes Who have got found newfound Giants fame and, ta- and cashing in on the Tinder upside so I'm thinking like a Steenstein <laughs> or maybe a young Bobby Hill. Stormzy? Stormzy Dan. Harry Himmelberg, but yeah, if they joined Tinder, the internet would break. Yeah, you should imagine <laughs> Harry Himmelberg doesn't need to go on Tinder. <laughs> it's, it's not fair well, on the rest of the internet. He to beat them off. Yeah, exactly right. Um, he looked okay today, he batches, by the way, Harry. Anyway, we'll get to that um, very, very shortly. I've got one more question. And I wanted to—I forgot to ask it. We—if we don't have a ruck next year, who do we ask? Who do we look for? There's Sam Jacobs. Apparently, he might be on the market. Jonathan Segler—he might be looking for new opportunities at the Hawks. Sam Jacobs from Adelaide, and obviously, um, Port Adelaide. Paddy Ryder. Paddy Ryder. Paddy Ryder. Who uh, also dropped a few weeks ago. I'd go. I'd choose. I'd choose Saucy Jacobs from Adelaide. That's what. I, that's who I like to look out of. Likewise, out of all those three. I agree. It because that that's probably what a say a two or three year solution versus you know are we looking for a ruckman to set us up for three to five years or is it a bit more just about someone that can jam it down the the throat of our superstar midfields? Um, <laughs> where's our next? Like if say so, Big Dorso and say Mummy are out. Yep. At this point, we're we're ruckless. Well, yeah, effectively. But, Matthew Flynn's done his knee, and there's um, there's another guy called Kieran Briggs in the kneeful, yeah. but he is, I understand, extremely raw. So yeah, maybe 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 we should just Tomo. 
maybe try and change it up. Maybe we play like Bobby Hill in the ruck or something and play like a, a four-man midfield and just yeah, he just he just roves off the other over off the other ruckman. I don't know. Big, big feel. I don't want to say at this stage let's try anything, but but at this stage, you'd have to want to try anything because from what we saw, and this is to move to the the worst part of the whole pod, uh, the second quarter, we're going to review what we just saw in patches, a final home game of the season, um, and it was at the Beanstalk, and we played the Bulldogs, the first time the Bulldogs have been to the Beanstalk since the preliminary final disaster of 2016. They haven't beaten the Giants since then, but they did today very, very comfortably by, uh, they, they doubled the Giants' score near enough or give or take and the Giants surrendered like the French in 1940 um, <laughs> I was disappointed I thought the first half was good this first quarter was shit the second quarter was okay and then it all it was a it was terrible this is a very as as Mal Michael said if we're we're just making up the numbers in the finals if we keep playing this shit he has a very very valid point that I don't see us on exposed form and obviously things can change, but we're not going into the finals with a run. Uh, we're not going into the finals where, with a, a game in the past four games where we can point back and go, that was a really excellent performance because we just scraped it over Port Adelaide. We just scraped it over Sydney. We got belted by Hawks and smashed by the Dogs. It's, it's a problem. That was a bad game. Mate, bad is an understatement. Needles, it was... A catastrophe. Hor- yeah, and the wor- I think one of the worst parts as well was how much we just gave up. We're just giving away stupid free kicks, stupid 50-metre penalties because the blokes just looked like they just didn't care out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was particularly in the second half. I mean, I don't think I've seen that from the Giants, or certainly not since when they were kids, but even when they were kids, they were trying really, really hard, you can tell. But that was circle work. The dogs were just doing circle work. Especially like to kick nine goals in a half of footy, that's going all right. But to be then kept scoreless and not for one the second goal half in a half in a row. of footy, yeah, like it's because we we didn't kick a goal in the second half at Hawks against the Hawks, yeah. Which which is we're the first team to do that. I just read before we're the first team to do that in a hundred and eight years to do that what? two weeks in a row in a half of footy. Yeah, the last team to do it was uh, Uni in nineteen and nineteen eleven. Uni and I was hot and I was hoping they went on to win the premiership that year. And so I quickly checked 1911 VFL season and they didn't. No. They played 18 games and won one. So, um, yeah, not good stats no, that for those teams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Any, I mean, what, you, what, what were the highlights? Anyone, so give me a highlight. Uh, Zach Sproul made his debut. Did he touch it? I didn't see him touch it. Mm-hmm. Harry Snags. It was good to have Harry back. It was good. Yeah. He, he keeps he, he keeps going hard. Uh, he can't do it by himself. And obviously, Jesse Cameron definitely can't do it by himself. I guess the only positives really are to have, what, Dutchy DeBoer back out there and Kelly back out there and hopefully with a bit of run in their legs. Yeah, that's not injured. About, that's about it. What were the three big disappointments then? Oh. Too disappointing Silence. to answer. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, my, my question is um, whether or not Growler, who launched the all-out campaign to sack the coach, which he officially started yesterday, I wonder whether or not he's, he's pulled back from that uh, fairly inflammatory 
campaign. And my feeling is he probably hasn't. No, I think Field of the fire. Chris to the abs- bill. Absolutely. He made, he made some good points. I actually hadn't thought about that. One of the things that Grella said was about how the co- how, we, how, do we, how we don't have any kind of accountability being away from the media. So we don't have any of that. So we don't, which is good in some ways, but it's also bad when we kind of need it at the moment. Yep. Someone needs to get a stick up Leon and the boys and say, this is not acceptable. Um, so yeah, we, we do get away from that a little bit. But fuck, Leon, Leon has to go. If this continues, he, he has to go. Question though, who would you replace him with apart from Lenny oh. Hayes? Mate, Brad anyone. Scott. Mate, um, Harry, put Harry Himmelberg in as a captain. <laughs> if you're going to replace someone, you, you want to hope or be sure that it's a better option. As as Birchie said moment, about I think, I th- the Giants being a, a team of superstars, but Birchie's just, his comment was, uh, who's driving this Ferrari? In reference to the, yeah, obviously um, the... It's a great analogy. The, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed that one. My, my thing is, and this is feels, and so you can't, I mean, you can't measure it or there aren't any stats on it, but particularly this year and also to a degree last year, if we get behind, I have never felt like we're a chance of coming back. And I realised that we got, we, we, we came back against Geelong, but since then, like, if we're behind, that's it. Yeah, you know, it's it's, exactly. It doesn't seem to she... me like we're going to be coming back and winning it. Chinko said in the message thread, he said, my biggest issue with Leon is he has no plan B. Except for the Collingwood game, he doesn't seem to have any tricks. And it's exactly right. We never, like last week, what we actually almost need to talk about, and you guys couldn't talk about it because it was live podcast, but last week, we and and Leon Cameron got out-coached. Not like by mentally, you know what I mean? Alistair Clarkson's out there laughing the day before he's training with no shirt on. And so he's making sure Hawthorne don't have an excuse, can't make an excuse. And we've done the opposite. According to um, Growler on the footy field, we're blaming the snow for why we lost. Where Hawthorne's just out there loving it. Alistair Clarkson was brilliant last week. So we just, we, we can't, we, he never out coaches another team. Oh. Okay, I'll flag the two Ruckerman at Collingwood. Yeah, that's the only game. Yeah, fair that's enough. the only game. And so, then we got burnt by it, that strategy too, right? Like it was like a good tactical yeah. move that then got rolled out a few weeks and then it kind of blew up and and backfired on them. Totally, totally. And I mean, and once the Bulldogs got going, and they're an exciting team and I reckon they could do some damage. Collingwood are going to finish fifth um, and they will play the Bulldogs at the MCG. The Bulldogs are, they're running really, really red hot at the moment. A lot of talk of 2016 um, for the Doggies. The Giants will play Essendon at the Beanstalk, which will be an interesting game. Essendon, they won on the weekend, but they beat Fremantle. They've hardly been setting the place alight, and they got beaten by, well, there's a, there's, there you go. I've found it. I've found the positive. Essendon got beaten by 100 points by the Bulldogs last week, and we only got beaten by 60. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bring on round two of the finals. Oh, but, um, no, round one. It'll be round one. Yeah, um, oh, round two. we win that. Yeah, we I win see. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah got it. <laughs> Crack and buried. So we'd, um, we'd be playing, I don't know, I haven't, the ladder predictor, I never expected us to get beaten up by Hawthorne and the Doggies. So my ladder predictor is all to shit. 
Well, what would we would probably be paying the, the Beatles, loser sorry, of mate, two, three. Just, um, the other thing about about Leon and about about the Giants is it always seems like they're playing on other teams' terms. So it's like today the first half looked all right because Bulldogs were playing the quick moving football, which I think suited us. So we just play that same style. Second half they they shut us down and we have no way to counteract that. Yeah, so there's no just, targets it, to kick to. They had free yeah. moving, free free flowing targets. We kicked it up the line and and got beaten and had to defend and then couldn't kick it off. Right. So, a couple yeah. of tall orange witches hats. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Immobile orange witches hats. Um, Chizo, did you say that we'd play the loser of two and three? That would be my understanding because yeah. would, it would make sense, would it? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's check. Yeah. Which would be, um, yeah, but which would be likely at this stage, it looks like. Um, Geelong or West Coast because Brisbane have really shown how to do really well which is just keep winning games they were this like is... 12th at one point during this season they are now first do you know the, the, I heard it, this is the first time that um, Brisbane Lions have never been finished the season at the top of the ladder and last time Fitzroy did it was in 1913 even through all those flags which was the year after top. the UD Blues <laughs> <laughs> no two years afterwards uh, yeah yeah, even through they they never they never were on top just because they never had Clark Keating playing through the season. He'd only play in the finals and win it for him. <laughs> Further comments about the the Bulldogs? Well played nah. Bulldogs. Nah, they look the good. score the score worm that uh, Dunsey pointed out tells the tale, doesn't it? Severe. Hovering, yeah, hovering around like even, and then thirteen goal deficit. Yeah, no, well, I mean, 9-6 at the end of the first half, 9-10 at the end of the third quarter, 9-11 at the end of the first fourth quarter. So we kick one point in the last quarter. 9-3, yeah. 14, 9, 9 12 Yeah, that's a question. That's probably, I mean, it's is that the worst good... game of the season? Yep. Worse than There was Hawthorne? the other Hawthorne game at, at Melbourne. Yeah. <laughs> that was a... Well, I, th- I think what makes it worse is there's two weeks in a row now. Yep. Yeah, and, and it's also just before the finals, yeah. which we might just be uh, making up the numbers. Right, well then, surely we'll go into the finals, despite the week off, with that winning feeling, because we play the Suns at Metricon next Saturday, as you were saying, uh, Romac, uh, for, depending on North Melbourne will play early that day, so Jez will know where he sits in the Coleman. Uh, at 7.25pm, I mean... We, we have to win that by 60 points or more. The Suns, are, the Suns are an absolute basket case. They got smashed by the Hawks today down in Melbourne. They get beaten fairly easily, except by Essendon, who only beat them by 10 points. So I suppose if we beat them by 11 points or more, that <laughs> also helps my theory. Yeah, let's try and aim a bit higher than that. I mean, if we don't win, the funny thing is if we don't win, and it, well, if we don't win in Essendon, if Collingwood beat Essendon, Collingwood don't improve their position, Essendon don't improve their position, and we would improve their position. There's not a lot riding on the game, but, like, you, know, you go, oh, well, it's got to be footy. That game must be won, and if it's not won, we're in trouble. Oh, we're already in trouble, yeah. but that would be a fucking disgrace. I'm you needed to set up the whole finals campaign. Beat the yeah, Suns. Exactly. Beat the Suns, you get some momentum. You go into the first week of finals. Assume you're playing Essendon. Remember what it's like to kick a you goal an- and win a game. Yeah. Then you play Essendon. So you have another kind of hopefully you can get that 
that win done. And then you're rolling into a game against a top four side, which on our day, we can beat them. So then... Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then, you, then you're in a prelim and have the ability <laughs> to do it. Yeah, but it's stringing. It's, it's the stringing together four games in a row against the top eight sides that that I'm very. Do you think that might be? That's the real killer. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's the stringing together more than one quarter in a row against yeah. any side, which is kind of critical. I can see a yeah, prelim, and then we're in the hands of the football gods. What do the Gold Coast do from here? The long way back, isn't it? For the Suns. Yep, move to Tasmania. As a, as a fellow. Upstart franchise, I guess we can sympathise because I don't know how their fan base podcast is going, but I couldn't imagine. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't imagine too well. Why would you turn up this week, coming? <laughs> yeah, no, to watch so, yeah, to, to watch to watch Jezza get his Coleman. What's the Suns podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to shoot, their podcast. I might, I might tune into their <laughs> podcast this beat. week. <laughs> Probably down to about two two Suns fans. It was it Blaze of Glory, a Suns AFL podcast? <laughs> Could franchise uh, the uh, Squinters. We, we are keeping it short because it was it's been it's been a hard day for all of us and some people are having children next week, uh, which is right, isn't it? Cheese. There's going to be a new, another squintling on the block, which will make which will take the Squinters tally to four for this year alone. Yes, so uh, yeah. due date for the hopefully the fourth squintlet of the year is uh, this Thursday. So we've got the little there's a little giants as you know uh, needles, but I don't know if we flagged it on the podcast. Is the little giants onesie that's going around giants jumpsuit? Yeah, so the little squintlets they put it on, they get their baby photo, write their name on the back, <laughs> and then pass it on to the next next little squintlet. So I think it's over in. Um, Dallas at the moment with young it is uh, Hugh Coco yeah, yeah exactly and then um, you'll have to pass it on to Roback yeah yeah, um, yeah so I'll be over after you mate so okay. good. yeah and then obviously the pressure's on a few people like your Bartman and your Mel Michaels <laughs> <laughs> um, is there is there any bets with the, the misses if Jezza kicks do you know what gender you're having Chase? <laughs> Uh, I don't. You, if there is row, that is such a good. If there isn't, there must be. And start yeah. now. If Jeremy Cameron the kicks the what Coleman, we have to have to what? Have to name it Jeremy Cameron. Oh, <laughs> all all one all one name. Jerry James Cameron. No, just, yeah, just Jeremy Cameron first name, and then you, and then the missus can have um the middle name, bragging rights. <laughs> Put that in the mix. Um, yeah. So yeah, twenty thirty seven AFLW. Actually, I, I, don't, or... I, don't, I don't think you should just pass that over. That's not he's uh, he makes a fair point. Do I have to call him Benjamin if he doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good. no no no, Ben Brown, all one word. <laughs> I'll discuss um, it with Mrs. Cheese. Yeah, do you know what you have over the line? Do you yeah. know what gender you're having? Firstly, nah, to be revealed. <laughs> All our loyal listeners are waiting with bated breath for another wonderful story, adding to the population and the Giants fans. We're now thirty thousand and two. I met a couple of I met a couple of little squinter fans this week at the Sydney Uni footy. I saw um, friend or a lot of squinters, Finno, and he's got his two little kids, both in their Giants gear. 
And his question to them, who's your favourite player? Yeah. And? One of them's favourite players, Timmy Taranto. And what did you ask him what their favourite Giants podcast was? (laughs) (laughs) Never surrender. (laughs) Didn't have to answer. Nah, because yeah, because yeah. Rose, there's only one Giants fan, guys. <laughs> rhetorical question. Yeah, it is exactly. It's moot. Um, but did you? Are you guys on board with my plan? I, uh, apart from Growler's uh, spin-off campaign to sack Leon, I wanted to launch an official Royal Squinting Commission into the Giants' injuries over the past since the beginning of recorded time. Uh, we've had a lot of injuries. They're always poorly timed. They're always fairly fucking severe. I look at 2016 prelim final when Cal Ward gets done in the first quarter. And then the year after that, Dylan Shield gets knocked out in the first quarter against Richmond. And then all of 2018 and all of 2019, all of our best players have been crippled. I demand, a, I demand answers in a commission. Who, what, What's wrong and how can it be fixed for me? Well, one of the most frustrating things I think about the injuries front as well is that are you we, just we, are you on board? Are you are you joining the commission? Oh, mate, hundred percent. Sign it, sign me up. But we we were doing so well with the injuries or lack there of injuries when we won the Neeful Premiership. We won the Neeful Premiership one year, and we had such good depth. And that was the year that we we started losing players like Will Hoskin Elliott and things like that because they weren't getting a run. And it was frustrating because if we had got the injuries back then, we actually had the depth to cover it. And so we lost all these players, and that's when we started getting the injuries. So um, I don't know. I don't, that doesn't answer your question it about why we keep getting these why we keep getting these injuries. Well, no, the commission sat- starts now, so okay. we're all going to do a little bit of research and come back with poorly poorly evidenced theories. I assume before you launch the squinting commission, you sack the strength and conditioning coach. Is that the the general rule of thumb on soft tissue injuries? Oh no, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We're not waiting for evidence. Just sack. And, and I guess my other point is, without Mal Malcolm on here to talk about biases, is there a bit of a fan bias where you feel your team is always hard done by with injuries? Like, do we have any... There's a lot of chat about big data. How Do we do we compare to other teams? Are we at the kind of the, the yes. rough end of well, the stick actually, when it comes to injury data? Yes. And there was a report actually two weeks ago, a uni guy did some research with someone else and they sort of used a few measurements as to who has been hit hardest by injuries to their best players over the amount of games and like how many games have been lost to good players and the Giants were fourth I think I think Richmond were first so it sort of puts the lie to that because they've been able to cover for it fairly well but yeah yeah, the Giants have been hit harder than most Brisbane have got a full list Um, right so actually some work has been done yeah and so a top four side I think it's worthwhile having a look and, but I will talk about bias, though. The penalty count, did any of you guys see the penalty count in the last quarter today? No. Have a guess. What was it? Oh, I'm guessing maybe we won it today, so we can't blame it on the umpies. <laughs> Giants, five penalties, including ones not given. Bulldogs, 17. That yeah, says I, it all. I'm going to sound that like explains it. it. I'm going to, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to sound like Mount Michael here. <laughs> it was not the umpire's fault why we lost today. No, but it didn't help. <laughs> yeah. You've changed, Romac. Yeah. <laughs> no, Mount, Mount Michael this was very convinced. Into your membership. Yeah. Yeah. As I said at the start of the point, I've surrendered. So I didn't say that. You know, this is not giant speculation. Objective giant speculation. This is biased. <laughs> Giants um, speculation. But actually, the question is, we sort of skated over it. Speaking of commissions and and uh, decisions, are, are you guys 
Row, are you four or you're Leon Cameron out? Are you? I'm out. Yeah, get rid of him. Cheese out. Mmm, tough, tough. I'd be leaning towards another year. Oh, what about you, Needles? Well, yeah, I sort of said it before. I don't know who you'd replace him with. I don't know that there's anyone better. And I would certainly wait till the end of the season, uh, and to get a bit to get a bit of information. But unless there's someone who's obviously better or there's an excellent option, apart from obviously Lenny Hayes, who's the best, then mm. no. Um, but can I can I I'm raise the first a little person to jump on a bandwagon? And if Growler if Growler catches fire and he gets starts getting media about it, then I'm going with him. Yeah, get him get him on the pod so he can sell it with the venom that he that he writes it. As it is the final quarter and it's a anything goes. It's a bit of a bow. It's a bit of a bow to the Giants, but obviously the Toby Green fly kick got a bit of attention on the pot a few weeks ago. Did anyone yep. see the Jack Rewalt mark today? Yeah, got what penalized. You, what, yeah, what were your thoughts on that? Well, that's when you put in a stupid rule and you get a stupid outcome. Mm, I agree. The, the guy I got, it was got a one spectacular scratch on his, one scratch on his bum. Yeah, from one leading full forward to another, I thought Jack was robbed then. And that's not the intent of the rule. <laughs> um, he actually is just on the injury thing. I found the article. It's when injuries force you out of style, um, out of final study discovers exact breaking point, And it was on the AFL.com on August 11th. A Deakin University PhD co- candidate has uncovered evidence of the impact injuries to key players has on a team's ability to make, make the finals. And... Teams where no valuable players missed a batch were 12% more likely to reach the finals. If a team's 10 most valuable players miss a combined 27 matches, it finished ninth or lower on average and missed the finals. And so hmm. um, the most valuable players injury toll for this year has been Richmond, who've lost 56 games, Gold Coast 52, St Kilda 50, Giants 43. And then it finishes with Brisbane 11, Western Bulldogs 11, North Melbourne 10. Right. I asked for data and you gave it to me. Yep. <laughs> Always deliver. Uh, I mean, that's, that's basically all I can be bothered talking about because I just can't wait when we win by 100 points and say how good we are and roll on the finals. Uh, is there any more for any more? Nah. Let's just hope. Let's hope Cogs re-signs. We smash Gold Coast. Jezza wins the Coleman. And then we'll be all up and about next week. <laughs> If Cogs doesn't resign, I'm not going to use his song at the end of this pod. I mean, I think if that doesn't turn him, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's a, a threat. That's a catchy <laughs> song. I often find myself singing along to that post-pod. <laughs> <laughs> Late on a Sunday or early on a Monday morning yeah. when I just uploaded, it's like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, oh, well, look, if, um, if anyone has any more opinions that they'd like to give us, um, get in touch with us at neversurrenderpod at gmail.com. You can make a point or ask a question. We actually got a whole list of in-depth questions from avid listener and fan of the pod, Nikki Green, which we're probably, because there's so many of them, we're going to have to address each one in detail during the weekend off. So that'll be in a fortnight. So thank you, Nikki. Uh, if you've got any more, feel free to push him through. Thank you, everyone, for listening. As I said before, we're at 5,000 plus donut, uh, <laughs> donuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's retirement for you. We are 5,000 plus downloads, which equates to 100,000 listens. <laughs> um, that's not, not scientific but share this around all your squinners mates you've been listening we've been speculating I'm Needles you're Romac never surrender your cheese never surrender <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> Never surrender. <laughs> we are, we are. Can you hear it, bro? I feel like you and I are live, yeah. and I feel needles. No, everyone's I'm, live. I'll just cut all this shit. I've got you. You sound good, mate, on your on your microphone as well. Yeah, good. Okay. So just <laughs> to quickly finish that point. <laughs>